Welcome to the Peg Leg Podcast. I'm Greg Marshall. I tell stories with a limp. True stories about mistakes, missteps, and inspiring encounters that change the trajectory of life. This is episode number four, hiding from the police underwater and giving my first speech on the same day. I was at a party. I don't remember exactly how old I was. Not old enough to drink legally. It was a fun night, seeing friends, laughing, talking. And then I heard someone announce the arrival of a special guest. The police. When they showed up, everyone at the party had a choice to make. Do we stay and accept our fate, or do we attempt to leave before the police come in? Some stayed. I and a few others decided it would be more beneficial to leave. So I started running. As I ran through that neighborhood, I found myself running alongside another party-goer that I did not know very well. Intuitively, we both decided it would make more sense to stick together. We ran until we hit the shoreline of a river where it turned into a lake. Not sure what to do, standing there, Staring out into the blackness of a river, my new friend said, I know where we are. There's an island not far out that we can hide on. I said, okay, let's do that. We took off our shoes because it would be a dumb decision to swim out into a river at night in the pitch black wearing shoes. We took off our shoes and we jumped in. We swam and swam until our clothes became very heavy. Nearly drowning, I said, Are you sure there's an island out here? He didn't answer right away. And then he said, I don't think there's an island out here. At that point, I decided I'd be better off alone, so I started swimming back. He followed. As we approached the shore... We saw a boat that was shining a spotlight on the water, and there was a man on that boat yelling into a loudspeaker, This is the police. We know you're out here. To add to my string of brilliant decisions, I reasoned that if I was underwater, no one could find me. So I went under, and I swam underwater until I got back to a dock that was connected to the shore. I hid under that dock, waiting for the police to give up on us. A few minutes later, they drove off. We got out of the water, and I told my co-swimmer he should go the opposite direction of me, and we parted ways. I looked for my shoes, but I could not find them. Then I decided to run alongside the shoreline to see if I could find any other friends and then eventually figure out how to get home. As I quickly walked along the shoreline, passing through backyard after backyard, I came to a line of trees that blocked my view of what was beyond. I pressed myself between two of the thick trees, and when I popped out the other side, I found myself in the middle of a family reunion where about 20 people were sitting around a fire talking. When I appeared, a wet, shoeless young man, everyone stopped talking. They turned their heads, and they stared at me.
As I surveyed the situation, I realized again that I had a choice to make. I could stay or I could run. Running didn't seem to be the right answer last time, so this time I decided to stay. Our eyes met. I took a deep breath and I said, Hi, want to hear a story? I proceeded to give my first real speech in front of a group of people I didn't know. I walked towards the group and sat down on a chair that was empty near the fire. I started my story by saying, So a young man pops out of the trees. His clothes are wet. He has no shoes on. And you wonder, how did that happen? I told my story, every bit of it, nothing but the truth. As I ended my story, I said, So now you have a choice. You could ask me to leave, which would be understandable, or you could invite me to stay in a safe place with nice people until I for sure have a safe way home. Either way, thanks for letting me share your fire for a little while. They laughed and made jokes. They asked some questions. And then the owner of the house said, Would you like to dry off? We went into his house and he gave me a big towel and a blanket. He went back out to his party at the fire. He said I could stay inside and relax for a little while. As I dried off and sat down on his couch, I thought about what just happened. Not the party or the police or the river, but what it felt like to tell my story to a big group of strangers. It felt good. I felt like I was good at it. At that point in my life, I didn't know what I was really good at. School was not easy for me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. But in that moment, I think I started to realize I want to be a storyteller. I want to use words. I wouldn't have said it like that at the time. I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate it much at all. But I remember what it felt like. I didn't know if there was a real job in the world that would allow me to do that, allow me to tell stories to people. I wish I had not put myself in those situations. I wish I had made better decisions that night and many others. But I'm thankful for what I learned around that fire. When I meet young people who are doing dumb things, I know there's a lot more under the surface, and that's what I look for. I look for treasures in people because I know they're in there. Countless times I've been in schools, after-school programs, or juvenile detention centers where I've met young people who are seen as trouble or inconvenient. When I look at them, I see some of myself, and I put faith in the reality that in this young person is the potential to be a great storyteller, a leader, a creator or writer, a fixer, healer, teacher, and protector. And whenever possible, I ask them to share their story. I invite them to come out of the woods, sit down by the fire, and tell me the truth about where they've been. Because ultimately, we're all just looking for someone who will listen and see the good that's possible, not just the mistakes we've made. I did make it home safely that night, having no idea that my life would become a pretty wild adventure.
losing the ability to walk for a period of time, becoming a full-time hip-hop artist. In roughly 12 years after giving my first speech to that group of strangers by the fire, I began my role as chief storyteller at one of the coolest creative companies around. I never could have gotten from that night to where I am now if it weren't for the people who saw good in me and called it out. Thank you, family, friends, mentors. Thank you. Before I end, I want to let you know that I'm dedicating this episode to Above the Clouds, a free arts program in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that serves kids who do not have access to the fine arts programming. My wife Laura and I support Above the Clouds, and we enroll our daughters in their dance programs. If you are looking for an organization that is seeing the potential in kids and activating that potential in a powerful way, go to AboveTheCloudsMilwaukee.com and support them. Thank you for listening. Subscribe if you will. And I'll look forward to sharing more with you next week. Peace. Peace.